0: August 25, 2021, it's Watch for Pedro Show. <laughs> he started off the show with John Coltrane off the Meditations, the big band version, the Father and Son, the Holy Ghost, and World of Convenience from the Mistons. I'm pronouncing that right? Yes, you are. Yes. Uh, you can tell people I'm not man alone. They can't wait to be introduced. They bum rush my little fucking intro, but because of those <laughs> Skype inventors in Estonia software engineer geniuses, I got Sean and Micah from The Mist, talking to me from Portland, correct?
1: Yes, absolutely. And
0: we're talking about the Portside one, not Star... Both both No, are no, great no, 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 Portside. Uh, both, both are great towns. Uh, so, yeah. Now, Sean, of course, I know you going back to Cracker Bash and shit, bitching fucking Power Trio, and got to share the stage many times, and work a lot of gigs, and it's beautiful. But you got this new band now, with a new band member, so I want to learn about the music journey. So, Micah, please bring your earliest musical recollection. Oh
2: man, uh, earliest. I was raised. I'm the youngest of six kids, so uh, there was always music playing around the house. And uh, I mean, God bless all my older sisters, but I got to be honest, my older uh, my older brother, who was uh, closest to me in age, about six years older than me, uh, he had great taste in music. And I remember, I remember hearing. Uh, like, r- like rush from him, like exit stage left. And I remember hearing, you know, like PIL. Um, and, of course, my dad, he was a graphic designer, and Sean and I both had dads that were in the design world. And my dad loved uh, Dwayne Eddy and, and old rock and roll, and he loved old jazz too. So those things all kind of, I think my first musical memory would be being at my dad's office and hearing him play uh, some Ahmad Jamal stuff, and uh, that stuff was really important to me. But as soon as I realized that uh, that there was a world of uh, punk rock and music that I could call my own, that wasn't my dad's first, uh, I, I I dove deep into that, and that was at a very young age. I would say probably you know six or seven that I had, you know, my brother giving me tapes, and I had a little boombox, so I was listening to all sorts of crazy stuff back then. Way too young. <laughs> I was I was corrupted early.
0: So that's like a lot of stuff for a musical memory. Okay. Sorry. No, no. This pad you grew up in with all the brothers and sisters and the graphic designer father who had an office where he played Ahmad Ahmad <laughs> Jamal uh, Miles Davis favorite piano player. If you read the Quincy right. Troop book, he said Red Garland Bogart too much. But he has him in the band, you know, whatever the fuck. Miles is a trip. Was there music instruments in the group, a pad you grew up, Micah?
2: Yeah, uh, there was a piano. And I loved that thing, but it, it, it scared the shit out of me. Um, you know, it's an intimidating instrument um, because it, it embodies, uh, you know, a percussion instrument. It's a melody instrument, and it's a harmony instrument, all in one. So that, to me, was... It was just too much. I couldn't wrap my head around it. Um uh, but my brother, he at a very young age got a guitar and it was like an old Ibanez Roadstar two or something like that. And my dad helped him out to get it and uh man when that thing was around because, uh, you know, it wasn't off and out where I could get at it, but when it was I picked that thing up and learned power chords way too young too. So uh, there was. Uh, I didn't get into playing drum kit until I was like 14 or 15. You so didn't jump on that but, piano? But, what's that?
0: Yeah, you got to give me a chance to ask you some questions. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the speeches are fine, though, but you know, monologues, a little Shakespearean. Because uh, oh, uh, I want to know about the piano. Did you, you, you? It was intimidating, so you didn't jump on it. You didn't have to take lessons?
2: I took lessons for a year. Uh, it didn't resonate with me. <laughs>
0: okay, bad
2: experience? Uh, Wouldn't say bad, I just, at a young age, knew it wasn't my jam, okay. you know?
0: Okay, okay. Uh, what about first record you bought with your own money?
2: First record I bought with my own money? Uh, it's gonna be weird, uh, but I bought Paranoid Time, 7-inch.
0: Okay, that's Minutemen. Minute. And first gig you went and yep. saw?
2: One, uh, first gig, butthole surfers.
0: Okay. And, uh, at school, were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that?
2: Uh, I, I got into the jazz band when I was a sophomore. I auditioned in. Playing what? Drum kit. Okay. I'd only been, only been playing a couple years at that point.
0: Yeah. Because you said you got the, the kit at 14. Mm-hmm. How'd that fuck it up? Did you ask it was a Christmas present or
2: something? I had an uncle named Jerry who had a drum kit at his house in Salem, Oregon, and uh I went and played it one time and fell in love with it and my dad heard that I was he, he heard potential there and so he kept checking what we called the nickel ads and found a, a drum set for my birthday and I had a little bit of money and he fronted the rest and went and got it for me.
0: He, he had a drum set also?
2: You mean you no, 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 uh, no. My uncle had one, yeah. but I, I played it, and my dad heard me playing it and was ah, stoked on so that. So
0: instead of uh, you having to use your uncle's kit, get a kit of your own.
2: Yeah, oh, okay. I, I got lucky uh, like understood,
0: that. Understood, understood, understood. Yeah, well, did your uncle give you some lessons?
2: Um, I got lessons. I... Lessons from a guy in Salem who was a, a decent teacher, taught me what I needed to know. And uh, I mean, I just I, I kind of taught myself a lot.
0: OK, because I was wondering, when did your uncle play when he was much younger and he just had this kid sitting around?
2: Pretty much. He, he was he was a jack of all trades instrument wise. He was from uh, Holland. And so he had fell. You know, he moved to America to be in a rock and roll band um and didn't necessarily work out but he learned to play a lot of different instruments uh he was proficient in all of them and he had a music room but he wasn't gigging or anything like that did
0: did he let you into that music room did you get to jamming it and shit
2: uh i mean i got to play the drum kit a few times in there and then uh then i you know luckily got my own drum kit and set up my own jam room at home so i didn't have to drive
0: salem is like the capital that's kind of far from portland yeah,
2: I uh, grew up in a. I grew up in a town called Silverton. It was it was like uh, about twenty miles away from Salem. Oh, so okay. I grew up an hour outside of Portland. You know.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I know Salem south of the smaller town. And yeah. A lot of states are that way. The got a smaller town for the capital. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, have your own pad in your own bedroom, and probably since your brother's on the fucking guitar after school, you guys start jamming.
2: I, I Honestly, I've never been in a band with my brother. That's crazy. I've never even thought about that. But, no, I've never been in a band with him.
0: Well, not a band. Maybe you're just jamming at home,
2: no? No. I, no, he was doing his own thing. And I don't know. We have that kind of relationship where he's like, yeah, you know, you're picking it up. You're doing all right. You'll do your thing. And, you know, by that time he was he was out of the house and, you know, working full time and and being a you know a young husband and I was still in my teens so it just we were far enough apart where it didn't really work out that way
0: but you probably got maybe high school friends then, right some garage band basement band bedroom band
2: uh, I would call it a wine cellar band and I hate to say that because a <laughs> friend of mine in my first band had this uh, amazing house and his mom was my preschool teacher <laughs> And she would uh, let us jam in her basement, which was an old wine cellar. Um, it was kind of bizarre. Um, I mean, kind of a privileged way to be able to play music, but it was—it sounded good. Um,
3: yeah, but especially let was,
2: you. All, all the wine was gone, let, gone let by the time we. drum
0: uh, set up in somebody else's pad. <laughs> yeah. Usually, your practice at the drummer's pad because they're. The, people have to put up with that shit but it's very cool <laughs> very very, yeah. very cool look uh you guys sent me a bunch of miston's music so i'm gonna play uh who's in store <laughs>
4: kind of got the triumph live and my poop is loosened Live live in springden hey what's next how about some for real songs next sure, sure. what's up Norm? do monsoon yeah let me switch here
5: so what you know what's what's going on so we can uh tell the listeners here well is uh going on. we've we've got uh, we've got Dan Jones and the forreals uh these are sometimes <laughs> separate entities um, as Dan sort of gave a clue to he's uh from Eugene and the Ferreals are a Portland band They' have been playing quite a lot together recently um, you guys just did a tour is that correct yep. that's correct where where did you tour
4: We went down to the bay area mm-hmm played a few shows down there. Central it was of a tour lit. It was a tour lit. Uh, a tour lit. <laughs> <laughs> As Archie Bunker would say.
5: We, came very, we became very close, though. We had four guys in a van and all of our crap. I mean, all of our equipment. Excuse me. You can't say crap on the radio, game you, know? well, well, you? you okay. just did. Son. We <laughs> laughed
4: a lot. Oops. That's not on the list, I don't think. We about.
5: invented uh, finger porn. It might have been already invented, but... <laughs> we,
4: we, a we, the, it, uh, <laughs> we got be website in the works. It's going to be a finger porn.
5: Yeah, we'll yeah. show you some <laughs> pictures later. We'll... The window, uh, this is
4: Basically, just take close-ups of your knuckles and then get out the color. Uh, Pretty. It's pretty dumb. I'm not sure
5: this is an idea that will play that well over radio. (laughs) Um, you you would be surprised. (laughs) I'm always surprised. We need some ear porn. It was basically just a long weekend, uh, long weekend tourlet. Okay. Well. We'll. we'll, uh, We'll wait with bated breath for those stories. (laughs) Witch Doctor!
2: Witch Doctor!
3: Witch Doctor! Witch Doctor!
0: Our shows, that chunk of music. Started with Mistons doing What's in Star. Then we had Dan Jones and the For reals. This is something Micah asked me to play One Man Submarine. I think I got a version of him doing that with the Squids. Los Skeletons, brand new out of South London. Which. Doctor. That's a strange way to spell it. All right. Chica Libre after that. Six. Pete Sous Brett Goodsight, his newest release out of Milwaukee, Gemini Nimeg. Gemini Nimeg. <laughs> yeah. Northern Ja Baku, now, that's a town, I know that. Bama's Prendon, damaged 8 millimeter, and finally the Mistons with My Heart. So, Sean, bring your earliest musical recollection, please.
1: My earliest musical recollection is, I think, probably my parents playing like a um, Harry Belafonte live album, and I think I remember being really fond of the Bucket song a lot, that really struck a musical chord with me as a little kid.
0: Now, were they players? Was there instruments in the pad?
1: Um, my dad played guitar, um, and he had like a, he had a beautiful, um, old sovereign, um, that, that he would pull out sometimes. And that I think my brother and I would kind of plunk on. Um, so yeah, he had a little bit of a musical background, but I mean, other than that, there wasn't any musical instruments around until later on.
0: And then, uh, first record you bought with your own money?
1: The very, um i think i can't remember what the single was because i bought a bunch of 45s when i was when i was a kid but the first full length i ever bought with my own money was was steve miller band book of dreams i think i was like in seventh grade and i hid it from my parents because i didn't want them to know that i was listening to rock and roll why i have no idea it was a weird thing and it wasn't like my parents would have even cared they weren't like they were very open-minded. I think it was just my own weird insecurities about them knowing that I was into something that, I don't know. It's, it's a, I, I've tried to wrap my head around that in my later life, but yeah. And
0: what was the first but
1: gig? But I, I kept it in my closet.
0: What was the first gig so, you
1: saw? I'm sorry?
0: What was the first gig you saw?
1: Um, Queen. Um, in 1980 in Portland at the Coliseum. And I, that's not true, I'm sorry. I guess the very first gig I saw was the was the Preservation jo- um, Jazz Band um, when I was probably like seven. My dad took me to that, my brother and I to that, because he loved jazz, and especially Dixieland.
0: And at school, were you in the choir, or the marching band, or shit like that?
1: I was in band, um... I was in this like grade school band and I played tenor saxophone from yeah. like, you know, third grade through like maybe sophomore or junior in high school. And then when I was in high school, I was in choir too. Um,
0: Did you learn to read?
1: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I took guitar lessons too. I had a, uh, like when I was like, I don't know, 10 or 11, I took like a year of guitar lessons.
0: Is this because of your pop's guitar or did you get your own?
1: No. um, My parents bought my brother and I like, it was basically a toy guitar, but you know, I mean you you could string it and fret it and play it a little bit. So um, we had that around and we started banging on that. And then, you know, we were just like kind of falling in love with, with rock and roll and popular music. And, And I had a, a friend who was like a year older than me that got me really turned on to the Beatles when I was probably like in third grade. And so that became like a big motivating force for well, me for a while. Well,
0: what about with your, did you play with your brother or are you like Mike, And it's like, no way Jose.
1: We, we, my brother and I would sing together and mess around together, but we were never really in bands together. He, I was got more into music and he got more into sports. Um, later in life like my brother became a is a really good harmonica player so we've done like mess around play blues stuff together folk music together but not, but we never did it back i mean we would sing together as kids just having fun but we never played together back then seriously
0: well what about with uh classmates you know after school uh, in the afternoon you know the basement band Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I I yeah.
1: I had a band. you know a bunch of friends like in high school time that we gathered like in, in various bedrooms and it actually wound up being in my mom's um garage uh we took over half the garage and like hung up carpet on the walls and a friend of ours built a drum riser and uh we yeah we would practice out there and the neighbors all hated us now um, what were you doing were we, you we had a bunch of see, like color lights to you were you
0: I'm sorry. Trying to copy songs off records, or were you guys trying to write your own material?
1: Oh no, I wasn't. I was a bad musician, and I was super lazy as a musician, so I never like bothered to learn other people's songs. We just went straight into writing our own. So can you remember? And that was even song?
0: Can you remember the first song that you wrote?
1: Yeah, what? I think it was a song, um, called "Superstar," which it was. It was awful. It, I mean, like well, the lyrics nuts, were like so bad. It's kind of like bad. the first Two song I wrote. You know,
0: I didn't write many songs. What's that? Before the movement, I didn't write many songs at all. You know, but I wrote one, and it was called "Mr. Bass King Outer Space." So it's kind of in the same league as yours. Basically, it was about doing a bass solo where the rest of the band gets blown off the stage. <laughs> I, yeah, I had some issues. I think, well, I mean, there was a lot. I think of it was There was, it was
1: a lot about, of like some egotistical rock guy. You, got, I'm to underst- sorry. I'm you sorry. got to
0: understand. Yeah, with Skype, you got to talk one at a time. Uh, you got to understand. In those days, there was a lot of hierarchy. Like bass and drums was wh- where your retarded friends were. You know, kind of like right field in little league. You know, it was all about guitar players and singers, and and that really changed wh- when the movement. Then everybody was equal more. You know, in fact, you had mm-hmm. guys who wanted to play bass and drums. <laughs>
1: Well, and that's what I started with was bass, my first, my first rock instrument. Oh, I bought like a little deep,
0: uh, I just three quarter to,
1: scale Hofner.
0: Yeah, but what I heard, Sean was tenor saxophone, and then you and your brother get guitars. I didn't hear anything about a bass.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, that of course. Was, I'm very I, yeah. interested in
0: that because I'm a little prejudiced to bass.
1: So sure. Um, what, yeah, what, what, I What, went, what
0: happens? Uh, you get the bass before you and your brother get the guitar. Well, it's after the saxophone, right?
1: Long after. It was all like, you know, we were like in grade school when we got the guitar. And so by the time I was in high school and I was getting into, you know, more a lot of like 60s bands and I was way into the Who and the Rolling Stones and kind of stuff before punk that because that was the stuff I found interesting. And I met some like minded guys and they already there was a guitar player already and a friend of ours who played drums. And so we needed a bass player. And there was a, a three-quarter scale Hoffner bass at like the local music store out in – I grew up in a suburb of Portland called Gresham. And so I saved up my lawn mowing money and, and bought this bass for like $125. It had plastic strings or something crazy like that. I didn't even know you could change bass strings. I thought you just had to use the strings that were on there for all time. And I had that thing forever until a a friend of mine <laughs> stole it and sold it so um but that was my first instrument, you know, like rock instrument, and I had that for a few you years until my dad amp. my dad bought me an electric guitar for when I graduated from high school
0: no you you must have had an amp
1: yep, okay. I had an alamo um which I had never heard of before or since. <laughs> Um, but it was like a little solid state, um, you know, bass amp that my mom bought me for Christmas one year. And
0: you probably couldn't hear it over the drums.
1: Oh no, it was awful. It had like you know a <laughs> single speaker and like you know, um, and I wasn't a very good musician either. So you know, you gotta I,
0: start somewhere, shot Jesus.
1: You gotta start somewhere. The, yeah,
0: you'll jump on the skateboard and start pulling ollies, do you?
1: No, no, no. (laughs) Just have a clip from 1st
0: We're at the end of the first hour, August 25, 2021, edition Watt Pedro Show. Special guests, Mike and Sean of the Mistons. Hold tight for our two. August 25, 2021. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
3: As the evening draws in, draws us all in, let's work on something together. When you go, we'll carry on. the same. Found. Uh.
5: Song. is that a new one yeah, brand new uh, we, just, we just learned it like four hours ago we just kinda learned four kinda learned. <laughs> 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 you got away with it just fine I think
2: oh thanks hey I didn't notice hey,
5: uh, you, you guys can't see it out in radio land but we've got like
6: 150 people in this tiny <laughs> studio <laughs> you are
4: <They're> awesome
2: <laughs> cheers to those of you who uh, chose to show up live
4: I think there's more beer still <laughs>
2: Hey, oh, right. we're working on that.
4: What are we doing? Oh, we you on vacay. Let's do vacay. Let me all right. uh, no, 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 no. No? No. Yeah, I'm
2: just telling you, you can't switch.
5: No switching. What about if we do? <laughs> okay, okay, well, I'll, I'll just play this bass.
6: Sparkles in the air Wonders in my heart when an angel comes to me, may you never leave, always stand by me, bring me my hope instead of a road of broken days all around. I'll stay incomplete and love what I see. Feelings only compound. Pray for the best of me, even if I'm close to you, I'm sure I'll understand. Days go by with my neglect. I'll you your ghost since I'm all I need. When an angel comes to greet I hope that I will learn One day Memories Never seen Heartache Always free When an angel comes to greet Blissful through a lens lit up in a trance. I know it so well without all your help I've taken all that I want. When all is so short and sung in a throat the rain can never be gone. Pray for the best of us, even if I'm close to you. Pray for the best of them. Days go by with my neglect. I'll say you'll go since I'm all I need. When an angel comes to greet me, I hope that I will learn. One day. <laughs>
0: Show start off the second hour with Mistens through transmission. Ben Salter from Tasmania, Bereavement. After that, Lucas and from nearby Sydney was Portia. Uh, the For reals again with Dan Jones. This is uh, again from Micah. He wanted me to play this because I guess I remember conking at Dan Jones's pad in Eugene. So he, li- yes, Kansas sir. City guy, but he, he, I know he lived out there. An organ for a while. Grab your ass, and yeah, both both tunes have little dialogues. I guess you wanted to share that also. Some banner, B- a B-No. I think it's an acronym. Uh, God, what's his name? Rat cellar rat in uh, Columbus, Ohio area. When an angel, he's trying. He's not doing bass anymore. Acoustic guitar, and then finally, M- mmh. The Mistons, maybe mm, maybe that's a sound. What do you call a sound? Onomatopoeia. <laughs> What, no, you know, like bang and shit. What do you call them kind of words? Oh. Like the word is the sound, right? Click.
1: Right, like bump or yeah, wham right, right, or, yeah.
0: Right, okay. I think it's on. My Come on, you're the, I don't, I. onomonopia or some sh- or is that spelled? Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's it. I think that's or it. Or is
0: that a word that's spelled the same way, both players? No, okay. uh-oh, My Alzheimer, you're always learning new words and hearing in New Band, <laughs> new people. Look, I want to know how the Mistons got together. Micah, Sean, please enlighten me.
1: Um. Well, um. I I had been in a band for a while and was kind of wrapping up, and I wanted to start a a band that was more reflective of like my sing, songwriting. Um. I the the band I was in previously was I kind of was just a singer. So I wanted to start something with my songwriting and I wanted to start something that was extremely local, um, like neighborhood local. So Micah has been a friend and a neighbor for a long time. And over the the years, we've been fortunate enough to kind of do a couple projects together here and there kind of one-off shows. And I asked if he would be interested in, in getting together and, and working on these songs that I was writing. And he, agreed. And then we had another friend of ours, Alan Hunter, who also lived in the neighborhood and and he played bass. He still plays bass and he was playing with us, but then he got so busy. He's like really in demand bass player. So it was one of those things that that we could never really do anything because he was always off on tour and getting called out for recording sessions and stuff like that. So eventually Mike and I were like, well, let's just start playing shows on our own. So we can start at least doing something, and then eventually we'll find someone who will have you know can, can play bass and wants to stick around and do it. So that's it.
0: Now, uh, well, it's not it. How did you get the name Mistens?
1: <laughs> ah, um, I love. I have been a. I love Truffaut, the um, and early like French New Wave film, sure. and his, Truffaut's, like, I don't know if it was a college project or maybe just his first short film, was called Les Mistons. And I always thought it was beautiful, and I loved what the word meant, which is like a brat or obnoxious person, kind of. And so I wanted to use that name, but I I didn't want to speak French. I'm not French. I'm, in, you know, I'm from Portland, Oregon. And so I wasn't going to call ourselves Les Mistons, but I thought like I could punk rock it out and just call us the mistens. And... There is a
0: slang in the Northwest, <laughs> uh, right? For the socket man in a right. freeway, uh, Lucky Pierre.
1: Right, 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 right. You know, and, and it's Misty in fact, there was here, a band. So I, Wasn't there uh, a
0: band like 20 years ago called Lucky Pierre? I think so from up to that area.
1: Uh, oh, I'm can sh- you,
0: So when, when you first got together, it was a trio or was it you and Micah at first?
1: No, it was, just, it was a trio. Because it yeah, was a when trio. I you
0: know when I heard the when I heard the music, I definitely heard bass guitar on it. So oh, I mean, there yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: I I actually played bass on the record. Okay. Um,
0: so your other friend, he was just there like for the first practices or uh,
1: songwriting. Yep.
2: Yeah, for
1: songwriting, and we even we did like some early recordings, and we did a couple shows as a trio. Um, I think there's like even footage of us on the interwebs, um, as a trio. And, and, but then like, you know, like I said, he just got so busy all the time that anytime we would try to schedule a show or even a practice, it got just to be problematic. So it was just in the best interest for him and for us just to kind of say, all right, you know, go do your thing, we'll do our thing.
0: The first Misten's gig, that was a trio.
1: Yes,
2: absolutely. And where was absolutely. it? Absolutely. <laughs> it was at the world famous Kenton Club okay. in North Portland.
0: And how'd it go? Was it success they throw shit?
2: I think they liked us, okay. you know. And I,
1: I think the, the the it was probably pretty raw and but that's kind of the way we liked it and, and still like it. So but I but people enjoyed it, definitely yeah yeah and I think too initially we had like we weren't really sure what we were doing so we had like you know stylistically we had all these different kinds of songs that I had been working on and we were trying to kind of mash it all together into one set and so I mean you know since you can't, then, I you think, can't uh,
0: copyright a song title and I'm gonna play a song here you gave me same title as another Portland band let's go you know what I'm talking about right
1: yep uh, And they're like building building pedals, and you that know, from
0: Pedro's show that was Let's Go Mistens, but there isn't a Let's Go off Is This Real? Wipers, great record. We we're talking off air about it, people, and how incredibly bitch. In fact, D went through that fucking stage, <laughs> kept playing, didn't stop. Uh, <laughs> and Vuce after that with the Asphalto Change of Heart tops from Manuel Armida, Al uh, Margolis, no flute coder. And finally, Laverne, the Misten. Okay. And uh, now, you know, I forgot to ask you, Sean, because you said you were in a singer in a band before Misten's. Mm-hmm. Is that what you did after Cracker Bash?
1: Oh, I did a bunch of stuff after Cracker Bash. I I was in a band called Junior High that was like power pop. And we did one show with, with, actually with you, Mike. I was in this band that we really wanted to be like a no-wave kind of jazz band. But it was it was basically just a, a garage band with saxophones and trumpets called Eighth Grave. Um but the band that I was in right before the Missons was called The Pinnacles and that was with actually Scott from Cracker Bash. Okay. And it was more of like a sixties garage
2: thing.
0: It's been a lot of years, but I remember Scott, cool people. And Michael, who yeah, were you he's playing a good with fan. who were you playing with before Mistens?
2: Uh, you know, lots of different stuff. I I was kind of a hired gun, you know, jazz kid. I played a lot of, you know, um kind Of contemporary jazz stuff, but I, you know, hired gun stuff. And I, I played a lot with um, that band, the For Reals, that that you've played a couple Dan tracks Jones from, and that in
0: Kansas City,
2: yeah, with Dan Jones from K- right. KC Mo. Yeah, and he's back there, but with, we met him in Eugene, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, of course, of course. He came out, he did a little shift, and then went back home. <laughs> but he, he's a beautiful yeah. cat, you know, and I, I just had him and those guys. You know, they've been together for years on and off, too, these squid guys. Mm-hmm. A band called the Squids from Kansas City, right? Can't go wrong. Uh, <laughs> we're at the end of the second hour. <laughs> August 25, 2021, Dish Wat Pedro so Show. Special guest Micah Sean from The Mistons. Hold tight for hour three. August 25, 2021, it's the third hour of the Watt Pedro Show. Ah! Pedro Show. Start off third hour. Mistons doing Ghost Town. Then Emma Jean Thackeray. Our people. Babes New York City. I can't believe that band name. <laughs> but uh, this is good tunes. Dream About Fishing. Most New York City people. <laughs> Tim Wholehouse have that. Candlelight Dancers. Have a Nice Life. Holy fucking shit. Uh, slash 40,000. Yeah, that's a title, and Mistons <laughs> finally follow that crick. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, uh, what 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 is a S- Miston songwriting process? Because it sounds like it's 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 a showcase for you, Sean. But Micah, do you ever bring fucking tunes?
2: Uh, you know what I did is, um, our former bass player. Uh, I kind of learned a lot by watching him play as a rock bass player. Um, and use some of that to inform how I played bass on the record. And then I wrote a lot of the bass parts for some of the chunkier new songs. And that's what I've contributed. I, I, I'm a framework guy. I like to help with uh, the arrangement as far as, you know, how many times, you know, the a section repeats or whatever it is. Um, But I let Sean, um, you know, I'll build, I'll build the canvas and I'll, I'll, I'll frame it up and let him paint. You know what I mean? That's just that's just how it works, and it works best that way.
0: Sean, you make demos.
1: Um, I I started in this band. I didn't used to do that very much. I used to just sit there and play a song over and over and over again. Um, but these days I like to to you know use my my device and and record it, and then bring it to Micah, and then we record it again. And I'm trying to get it more into that process. And especially with the span.
0: What about with words, Sean? Do you, do you got a little notebook or do you use voice memo on the leash or shit like that?
1: Both, both. Um, so you got a reservoir. uh,
0: If you, if you need words, you can go reach back and put them in there. Or do you write to order?
1: I try to write to order. Um, but I'll, I'll go back through and like pick lines that I think are good or that are applicable. So it's, it's, it's a slow process. Like, lyrics take me the longest to to get done. I usually, Mike and I will kind of figure out the framework of the song, and and then once I know that, I'll kind of figure out, like, where the lyrics are supposed to go. And usually, once I get a couple lines that are, like, you know, kind of like the, 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 the framework or whatever, the main point, then it makes it just, I just kind of fill in the lyrics from there, and it makes it really easy.
0: Have you ever... Build a song on
1: one of Micah's beats? Hmm, not so far, but I mean, definitely that's one of the things. You know, the more we play together, the more that that we influence each other too, and and the more that we just kind of have times just to kind of jam together. So that's definitely I would like to, to think that this band is just it started at this point, but it's you know there's there's just opportunities for growth as far as like who contributes what. And especially at some point in time, I really would like to have a permanent bass player that that brings their own voice to the band just to kind of make it even a a denser sound or or more full sound, I guess.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, the first thing I'm thinking of is Micah and his poor, lonely kick drum. (laughs) Nobody to dance with. Nobody to dance with.
2: I know. This idea
0: idea of the four-string... You know, oh, bass is just four string guitar. Fuck that, man! It's four string drums.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> way, I, I tell agree. you.
0: Us people involved with rhythm music, we took a terrible blow. We lost Brother Charlie Watts yesterday.
1: Which is, you know, really speaking heavy of like, on me, really um, heavy on me. I was
0: listening to just, yeah, just that, listen that listen little listen. fucking snare work he does. Get off my cloud! It's so bitchin', so groovy. Yeah, man. Look, I want to play. Uh, Don't understand.
5: baby sister wait and
3: see A storm is coming but it won't wet her
5: She's
4: like a high priest in the driver's seat. She walks on water in the underworld. All of the creatures of the deep dark sea The inky pixels of the LCD
3: A trail of bread across that garbage dump and the mosquitoes at the feet. One one day it'll come.
6: One day it'll come. One time she walked me by that mighty hall. A window opened
3: on a sight so grim, a sight so evil. Oh.
0: for this edition. Don't understand. The Mistons. What? Just can't understand because some stuff is so crazy. Tropical Fuckstorm. Brand new. Blue beam baby. No joy with Hawaii. <laughs> that sounds like contradiction. Mistons. Consensual. Derek Moneypenny. Waves of Nightingales. Teeth live at the electric banana. April 25th, 1985. That's 99 cents. And finally, Mistons. Once more. High water style, we talking about some pants here, Sean.
1: I am. I mean, high water style is definitely. I could say that is almost a tip to to you know. It's like living a Kano. It's it's <laughs> taking what you got and making the best out of it. So yeah, high water style is definitely about my high water pants <laughs> and thinking I'm the coolest motherfucker on the street. You know, listening to my dub music in my in my headphones and with my goofy out, outfit strolling.
2: Yeah.
0: Where did you record this stuff?
1: We recorded it at... Here, I'm going to let Micah take this question, actually.
2: uh, Yeah, it's this place in Portland that was... Uh, it's a great recording studio, but it was started by a, a, a guy who started a, a skateboarding brand, and he had a giant indoor skate park that he built at his house, and then he built this recording studio. And then shortly after he finished this whole project, he passed away. Oh. Um, unfortunately, he was a really great guy named Sandy. Um, and so... A couple guys run it now. Um, there's a foundation in his name, um, and the engineer was a guy named Adam Lee, um, who's done all sorts of stuff, and he's, like, young, and he's got ideas, and he is hip, <laughs> and Micah, he... Micah, Micah, just...
0: what's, what's, what's the place called?
2: Halfling, H-A-L-F-L-I-N-G, studio.
0: Like, like as in Tolkien?
2: Yep.
1: <laughs> it's named after the guy, um, Sandy's... Sandy's dad was a, uh, a illustrator of children's books and that was one of his books was called the halflings. Well, and that's so what fucking uh, and so he Tolkien
0: of... calls his hobbits.
1: Yeah. The halflings.
0: Yeah. I had to read that. I don't know why I did. It was terrible. And the other three books. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> that shit. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm not here to be all negative. Sorry. 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 So, so look, I, I asked about the recording because it's a fucking good job. So you you you, you uh put the blame or the responsibility on this young uh, producer uh engineer, man.
1: He's great. Yes. We yeah, I mean, we really good. Well, we did our we did our work too, definitely. We did our work too. And Micah was great cuz Micah has a great ear and was super super um helpful to Adam as far as like the mixing process, but Adam was really good and he just has, like Micah says, he has a ton of energy and was willing just to work really hard um, to get it done. I mean, we really tried to do this like a punk rock record, like just blast it out as fast as possible and have him mix it as fast as possible. And in spite of that, it's still, I'm really super happy with, with everything he did.
0: Where can people find you guys on the internet?
1: We are on Instagram at the Mistons. We have a Facebook page um that is we rarely yeah, go but, to but, anymore but because
0: There's no There's no Mistons personal website?
1: Nope, none of that stuff yet. We have because a Bandcamp you know, page. Where we it's like, for free. Own,
0: it's like having your own fanzine, Sean. I'm
1: I know, say, I know. Okay. Okay. I know.
0: Then I then that's a the the speech. Was... End of watch speech. I don't have to <laughs> proselytize <laughs> anymore. So people uh Use search engines, mistons, T-H-E, next word, M-I-S-T-O-N-S. You don't have to pronounce it the French way. Sean says it's okay. Micah says it's, it's okay. All right. <laughs> it's all right.
1: Not unless you go to France.
0: Yeah, well, I, I've been to Mr. Truffaut's, uh, you know, in the boneyard where he's planted. He had some little Mickey Mouse tri- trip somebody put on his thing. And, uh, you know, he's an incredible artist and what, what a role uh, model. Yeah. Cocteau, I mean, a lot of uh, surreal, great French artist trips coming out of that period. Uh, and influenced me also. And so uh, you getting getting. Uh, stuff together for next recording. You, you said you want to do it with yep, another yep. bass player, but I tell you, Micah, you did some good job on the bass guitar coming from another bass guitar
2: Well, thank you so much, sir. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, he did an awesome job, I so think. So when you get it um, done, yeah.
0: either it's two guys or three guys or whatever, 18-member got ska, ska band, like Cherry Poppin' Daddies, whatever. I, I would like you guys to come back on the show and let's play the music and talk about it, please.
1: Absolutely, we would love that. Okay.
0: Okay, people have been August 25, 2021, Dishwap Peter So keep your powder dry.